Hello, and welcome to They Just Get It. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm, and I'm excited, as I often am accused of being, to be here with my guest this morning. is someone I've only recently met and become aware of what he's been up to in the city, and I was really excited to have him on, selfishly, because I really want to learn more about this path. But good morning, Jeremy Glossus. How's it going, Tyler? Really, really good. Thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always appreciate we're all busy when someone takes shares their most valuable asset, which is their time. So thank you so much. So the sprawl and pop-up journalism. So let's just go, let's just hit that right on. Tell sure. us, what is the sprawl and what is pop-up journalism? Yeah, so the concept is uh, the sprawl is an independent journalism startup uh, that focuses on local uh, urban affairs, local politics. And the thing that sets the sprawl apart is the pop-up element. And what that means is the sprawl covers one thing at a time, one issue at a time, rather than trying to cover everything that happens on any given day. So it's a lot slower. It's a lot more in-depth than your daily news coverage. And and that kind of creates uh, the opportunity to, to go deeper and to not just like, cover these stories as they're immediately happening, right. but slow it down, look at it in more depth, and uh, yeah, give it a it's, little more context. It's interesting, because the word pop-up to me almost implies the opposite. Mm. That it's boom, pop, it's bang, like, okay, there's a pop-up store, but it's gone tomorrow, it's Yeah, gone. that's true too. Yeah, yeah. But, but it got, gets you, because you go pop-up. I love when every time you can bring two words together yeah. and go, well, what is, you know, someone the other day told, they said to me, I said, Tyler, I've got a compliment for you, so what's that? You're disgustingly curious. I'm like... <laughs> It was so good because there were the two words going, I don't understand, but yeah. thank you. I was, I'm super flattered. I don't know why. Should I be just throwing words together? And when I was going through and saw pop-up journalism, but having you and having chatted with you and understanding that it is about going, it's not about really wide and really shallow. It's about going super, super deep on things. Exactly. And it started uh, two years ago um, covering the municipal election in Calgary. Uh, okay. So, so only two years old. Yeah, just over two years, and I'd been trying to figure out uh, basically how to do journalism in this town. I'd worked as a journalist for about 15 years, um, but newsrooms were being cut, uh, which is an old story and still happening. Yes. Um, and so, so I was trying to figure out how do you build something, how do you sustain it, how do you kind of focus it, how do you create something that people will want to buy into. And a a mentor of mine, uh, you know, I was thinking in terms of almost like an institution. How do you replace the Calgary Herald? How do you do a big thing? And she said, you know, put that out of your head. Why don't you just cover the election and just do it on Facebook? And when she said that, all of a sudden the light bulb came on. Because it's like, oh, that's doable. I can do that. Yeah, the ba- all of a sudden you remove the barrier, but replacing an institution with another, like how, that's a that that is almost uh, like it, it's it's overwhelming to even think about that concept <laughs> to exactly. the point you get paralyzed. Mm. Exactly, like where do you even start? How would you? Well, the big question: how how would you fund that? Um, <laughs> what is it that I'm funding, and where do, who's going to fund that in in a world where people are like, oh, it's changing. Everyone says that, but what does that really mean? Even mm. exactly. So so really narrowing it and doing the election pop up. Uh, uh, okay, now the pop-up makes well. more sense. Now yeah, because it, it yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. I used, I didn't even have a website, actually. I just used Medium uh, and nice. Twitter and Facebook and just used tools that were basically free uh, and started covering the election. And people, it really resonated with people. They're like, what is this thing? It's new. They're covering the election. It's kind of fresh. 
Uh, it's, we're not seeing this stuff in the daily newspapers. Um, one of the real simple things that I did um, was went out and covered election forums. So where there was, you know, in Ward 8, let's say, yep. uh, a city councillor forum, uh, all the candidates for city councillor, I'd go to the forum and just live stream it on Facebook, which is, it's funny to me because that's such an easy thing. Like, it, <laughs> it's not complicated. Uh, just using my iPhone 6. And, and people really appreciated that and were tuning into that. And it's so uh, interesting. I heard a quote the other day that different is better than better. And yeah. I really like that because what you're really talking about, you just did something different. It wasn't hard. And there's often, I think, as entrepreneurs, you know, we're trying to solve and crack this hard thing. Oftentimes is, you know, like, keep it as simple as you can and taking that approach. Oh, my God, I have so many questions. My mind is, like, coming unglued. Disturbingly curious, I guess, yeah. is happening. So go. before, okay, I, I want to, how'd you build your audience? Okay, we'll get into all that. Do you have a classically trained, like, are you, uh, do you have a journalism degree? Yeah, so I went to Mount Royal in okay. Calgary to study journalism and then kind of bumped around. Uh, mostly as a freelancer, actually, as opposed to working in uh, newsrooms. I did work at Fast Forward, uh, which was Calgary's alt-weekly newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of years. And, and the sprawl kind of came out of that. It's, a, it's not a reinvention of Fast Forward, but it is... There's you know, some, I can see some, absolutely, I'm familiar with that publication, and I'm like, ah, well, everything, we're all products of our experiences, right? Totally. So I can see where, okay, everything influences you. We're, being, a, being a freelancer for a large newspaper, you'll learn what's good about that, what's probably not. Working in a small startup, kind of alt, alternative, a little bit, like, scrappy. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Mm. Totally. So all of that kind of came together. And after Fast Forward closed in 2015, I, I was aware there's a gap in town. Uh, fast forward is gone. People obviously liked it for their. How long know, was fast forward around? Uh, Twenty years. Okay, so as long as I've been in Calgary, it's it's it was it was a it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it had a good run, uh, and when and when it, when it was gone, people really missed it. Like people were like, "Oh, we need something else. Like, what's going to replace it?" Yeah. And any time I would kind of throw that question out there uh, on social media, from time to time, I'd just say, "I wonder what'll pop up." to use that word or I wonder what what will kind of fill that void. And anytime I would even just suggest that people would be like, yeah, you should do something. We would support it. Calgary needs it. Uh, so it kind of came out of, out of that, that enthusiasm. Well, so those little, little mini proof of concepts. You kind of throw a little line in the water, you get a few bites. You're like, hmm, okay, well, maybe I'll come back to this fishing spot again. There seems to be something going on here. Totally. But meanwhile, you're on this journey of, you know, just trying to figure out where you fit into this mix. And had you ever contemplated, like, you know what, journalism is quote-unquote dead, I'm going to go do something else? Or was it always? Oh, yeah. uh, of course. I, pre- sure. I appreciate the honest answer. <laughs> oh, because you're human and rational? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh, wow, you know, if, if the world keeps closing doors in my face, maybe I should look at something different. Exactly. And I, I did do uh, communications for a couple of years at United Way, actually. Okay. Uh, I think between 2013 and 2015-ish. Um, partly for that reason, uh, journalism was just, there wasn't much opportunity there. But I found I was still drawn to it. I wanted to get back into it. And for uh, you, is this a deep, like, is it curiosity? Is it just a, th- a thirst for learning? I, where's the, yeah, where's the line between thirst for learning and curiosity? They all go together. And obviously you're drawn to the political side of, of the conversation? Yeah, so curiosity for sure. Um, and I've always been drawn to, like, the local local politics. Okay. So <laughs> kind of as you go out, my interest wanes. So I'm most interested <laughs> okay. in, in municipal, then provincial, then national, then international. Okay. And And... 
the concentric circles, and exactly. yeah, there's only so much bandwidth once I get to the outside edges. Exactly. Okay. And and that local side is the side that's really suffering right now. You yes. know, as newsrooms get cut. You know, um, I, I was just at City Hall and. They used to have lots of reporters in there. You know, the Herald would have three or four people working at City Hall, and that's been trimmed, uh, trimmed way down. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I was always drawn to local City Hall. Um, you know, what what's somebody put it really well to me, uh, a Sprawl supporter actually. Uh, he said, "You know what? I can find out what's happening." in Ottawa. I can find out easily what's happening even in Edmonton. What I don't know is what's happening two blocks down the street from me. Um, and Hyper-local. Exactly. Interesting. So that's kind of, that's where the opportunity is, that, that local. Well, uh, clearly, and, and you know, you saw it. Is there, how am I, I going to ask this question? As things are less good, I don't want to use the word bad, but things are less good. Are more people getting involved? Do you also think that maybe drove some of the? When everything is going great, we're like, well, oh, I don't need to pay attention to it. We're good. Money is you know flowing down the streets. I just need to put, reach out, grab some. Life will work out. Mm-hmm. That's not the Alberta we live in right now, or the and Calgary's got some real challenges. Do you think that that's also really led to more of a hunger for people, or more of a, you know, shit? I'm frustrated. I need to go find out what's going on. Are you seeing that? Yeah, and I think people in Alberta as well. Uh, yeah, there's frustration. There's a sense of alienation. And I don't just mean that in our kind of traditional Western alienation sense. Oh, yes. But like people feel disconnected, right? They, and we live in a very individualistic society. Um, yes, the, ri- the individual, that's, we've been on, that's been rising to almost a pinnacle level if you look at the last you know, 50, 70, 60 years in North America, exactly. especially globally. But North America, we've really doubled down on it. Yeah, and so you have kind of this breakdown of community bonds um Mm, and and it's funny because i think that is almost i don't i don't want to say that is why people sign up more than the actual journalism obviously people sign up to support the sprawl because they value journalism but there is a very strong community element and people will say that they're just like you know i feel connected when i support the sprawl when i connect with other uh sprawl members um, are they you know, do you, are they are they called sprawlers? No, sprawlers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to call that. I'm like, is that right? I should yeah, ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, that's totally right. Okay, it, would, it seems obvious. I'm a yeah. marketer, so I'm like, can we put a name to this? Totally, They're sprawlers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and 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 it's the sense kind of, of community is so powerful. I think you're really touching on something. It's not just I want to be informed. Exactly, you can be informed. That's easy. There's information everywhere, good, bad, or indifferent. Yep. But being part of something is different. Exactly, it's a deeper level. And and it's exactly as you say. Like the in, being informed. Of course, that's important. And of course, I think that, like, as a journalist, I, th- I believe that people need to be informed. But, but it's interesting how being informed then can connect people um, with, with their community. So those that's things really are intertwined. And, and it's the sense of community, I think, that really drives the membership model. I should kind of spell out a little bit how a membership model is different. Yeah, right, from- yeah. What's, what's, I think we have many twists and turns. We have the cultural commentary. We have this business model, this disruptive, or I shouldn't say disruptive, this, you you drove something forward because you were passionate with it and clearly the market responded to it, just in the basic economics of like, I have something of value, you value it. So how does it work? How do you, how do you keep the doors open? Yeah, well, you've seen with newspapers, like everybody from the New York Times to... Uh, you know the Toronto Star. They'll have paywalls, and 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 what that is is 
you know, you get your free articles, you know, 10, X, am- 10, X amount from a 10 yeah. per month. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But then they're like, if you value journalism, you need to pay for it. Um, or you just go clean up your cookies and you can, get yeah, yeah. Or, but anyways, or op- open Firefox or whatever, <laughs> instead of Safari. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's not talk about gaming the system. Yeah. We're talking about supporting, man. Please go on. <laughs> totally. But, but the kind of newspaper approach has been journalism is important. The bo- the bottom has fallen out of advertising for the news industry. Google yes. and uh, Facebook have eaten have taken all care that. of that. Yes, they have. And so it's almost like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. I, I say paywalls are almost punitive. Like we're going to take something and snatch it from you. And some sites even do that. Like they'll show you, I they'll know, let you, you see it. And for, you click read more and then it's a paywall. Yeah. Which just makes me frustrated. Totally. <laughs> I, I get it because I believe there's a, there is value there. Yeah. But the internet has taught us that it should be free. There's, a, there's so many weird psychology. But anyways, totally. go, go on. So, and that's exactly uh, what you describe. Uh, kind of why I went another route. So that makes you feel frustrated. You feel a little cheated. Even if in concept you agree, yeah, journalism should be paid for, it it doesn't leave you with a great feeling. So I kind of come at it from a different way, which is, okay, let's not lecture people about you need to pay for journalism. <laughs> I don't think people love to be scolded. Um, Typically not. <laughs> but what if... You, Whatever you're into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what if you come at it from a totally different angle, a more upbeat, positive angle, which is, hey, yeah, Here's the full story. Here's all of the Sprawls stuff. You can read it online. Uh, you don't need to sign up. But hey, we're a local, independent startup. And if this is important to you, pitch in $5 a month. Right. That, that resonates with people. Well, it's also something that the large inspector of the institutions can't do. Yeah. Oh, we're the Calgary Herd. Help us out. We're local people. Like, I no, I don't look at you. This huge building. You're an inst- you're an institution. We're back to the community and helping out. Hey, and this is this is not to minimize it, but when the kids on my block oh, uh, put up a lemonade stand, I don't even like lemonade, but I stop every time and I overpay them, and because totally. I want to support that kind of behavior, I think there's a lot about that. Absolutely. Yeah, we're like the local lem- lemonade stand. That is of a, journalism. Sorry, please don't, yeah, that came out. I'm like, I don't want to minimize that, but no, all but, of a sudden, if I if if you know if uh, Safeway opens an IGA stand in the corner of my block, I'd probably be like, what are you guys doing? Get out of here. Yep. But someone local does it, different response altogether from me. <laughs> totally. And and that's a good point. Like uh, a large established news organization, and, and they're all struggling to figure this out. They, yes, uh, they are. And it's, it's bad. Uh, the situation is very bleak for them. Um, and it's, it's this weird world where 10 years ago, you know, I would look, I actually live kind of across Deerfoot Trail uh, from the Calgary Herald. So I, I would often go to the edge of the hill and look at that building. I, I know exactly the view you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and I'd think, you know, how do I get in there? How do I get a job there? Um, and, and now it's this totally topsy-turvy thing where the people who are there are actually more vulnerable than I am. So They're just kind of waiting for the axe to fall. And yeah, when's the, ne- the next round of cuts? Exactly. Uh, which and, is not, doesn't create the right culture does doesn't create anything good for anybody totally but change is disruptive and unfortunately some people get get injured in the process Mm -hmm. yeah and and it's i mean it's a big question how do you on that big level daily news level how do you build something that's sustainable um and everybody's kind of trying uh and it seems to be going this way where it's more everybody's taking a small piece of it Right. Uh, so, for example, in Calgary, 
there's a startup called YYC, and they do arts and culture. They're run by a couple fast-forward uh, editors. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Mike Bell and Carrie Watson. Um, and sorry, what's and it so, called? Just so people can go reference yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, YY Scene. YY Scene. Oh, yeah. okay. I heard you say YYC, and I was like, okay, YY Scene. Okay, and then there's, go check it out. There's another startup called uh, Livewire Calgary, which does more the daily news. Okay. Um, so they're each kind of niching down a little bit into their own respective areas, which then allow community to come up around them. Totally. And I almost think of it in terms of if you think about a traditional newspaper, the sections of a newspaper, you yeah. got your daily news, you got your arts and entertainment, you've got your feature section. It's like Livewire is the daily news, YYC is entertainment, the sprawl is kind of your feature section. Because our interest in those different sections hasn't changed. Like as humans, we're still interested in it. It's just how it comes at us and what's financially viable on the institution side. But I still have my interests. And mm-hmm. we haven't, as humans, we haven't changed that much. We're still interested in those things. That's an interesting way to, yeah, you're breaking out your sections and everyone's doubling down. And for your set, yours is more the political side of things. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and of course, there's a lot of appetite for that, especially locally, um, just as news coverage is. is well, and we're in, we're in a time of, of, of change totally. <laughs> right now. So, you know, that kind of like you, you fear what you don't understand. So, so first seek to understand where do, I, where do I go and where do I get that perspective that isn't been filtered or just soundbited down. I was listening to Rogan the other day and he was ranting about like why he does. Someone's like, well, why do you do these three, four-hour podcasts? He's like, I don't believe you can actually transcend a full understanding of a point of view or a perspective on something in three-minute kind of retail news sound bites. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. I, I buy into that. But yet we, we, de- we, make our, we make these massive decisions based on like literally six words that we heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you heard uh, it on the radio on the way in. A hundred percent in the car, and yep. and now, now all of a sudden I'm going to argue this point. Ooh, yeah, I, I don't think I have enough information, <laughs> or or to make what are very critical decisions when I go to the voting the the voting state when I do that thing. How do I get informed enough in the right way? That's tough. It's no easy task totally. for someone who who has that that care to be there. Yeah, and. and- the other thing too is the internet has changed so much. Like you think back to five years ago, it was kind of all this clickbait stuff, the clickbait headline. <laughs> yes, it was. And 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 people have really soured on that and fatigue. There's a lot of fatigue uh, on that. And so the sprawl, you know, we we have a manifesto that kind of outlines our principles, and one of the principles is context, not clickbait. So saying instead of you know, just trying to hook you in for that quick hit that you're describing. That, yes. That, that sound bite, that kind of inflammatory or that, uh, you know, something that'll really get you fired up. Um, the, instead the, of torquing The junkie, click, 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 click. Yeah, ch- yeah. Chasing the next little sound bite. Mm. Just slow it down. Uh, and, and, and so like one piece that has kind of emerged that is a big piece of the sprawl is doing a podcast I that see. looks yep. at an, an issue. Usually it's city hall. And I'll go back and listen. I feel the city hall gets a lot of your focus. I'm hearing totally. that come up a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's lots to talk about these days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I'll go back and listen to old city council meetings. Not so much the one that just happened. L- but look like, at you and all the fun you're having. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> You've got to love it to do what you just said you do. <laughs> I know. Some days I'm like, oh, man, this is terrible. Yeah, what are you doing on the weekend? I'm just going to listen to old city council meetings. Like, wow, you're doing what? <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Get the coffee and, yeah, just hunker down. Yeah. But like it's it's super valuable to go back. No, that's amazing that some that you're willing to do that. Mm. Yeah, and and people appreciate it because it's like okay, yeah, they can hear on the radio. Here's what so and so counselor says about this issue that's making headlines right now. 
what I like to do is go back and see, okay, how did they vote on that six months ago? What did, what did city admin warn them about at that time? There's a bunch of stuff that kind of, it's almost like all that information is kind of locked in these uh, video files. So all the city council meetings go online, but nobody is going to spend eight hours re-watching this stuff to try and figure out what happened. So kind of where the sprawl comes in is I'm going to do that and I'm going to distill it so you can hear, yeah, here's why this decision was made. Well, here's you can start to see arguments. a timeline of what's happening and see how we, how did we get here? How So therefore, how can we get somewhere different down the road? Totally. Interesting. And memories are, it's no secret uh, in our digital obs- obsessed world. Memories are short, right? Yes. It's, it's what's happening now. It's what's what link is in front of me today. Um, and people, yeah, people often say like they appreciate the, the sprawl kind of, well, take that time to look back, not just like, here's what so-and-so is saying today, but like, how did they vote? Um, what's, what was the context and behind it's Because this politicians decision? can be inconsistent with their messaging. Totally. <laughs> they, they can also, they are also victims to the whim of the day and, and what's going to be popular versus maybe what's right. And I know that's a, that's a slippery statement just even making that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious about the manifesto because I did read it on, and I loved it because it was so clear. Was that something you built over time or was that like it's three in the morning and you just jumped out of bed and you wrote this manifesto and you've been, I've been, I'm, I'm really hollow. I, I did that. That's the Hollywood version right there. Yep. So how, how did it come to be? Cause I think it's so important when you're starting something to have some guideposts. Absolutely. And it's really important if you're asking people to buy in, to say kind of here's where we well, stand. It's, kind of your, it's your promise to them. It's, it's that value proposition, brand promise. If you support me, here's what I guarantee I will deliver from you consistently. Yep. And so, yeah, it, it, I mean, it started with me kind of doing a draft of it, but then I... I kind of I threw it out to the community and said, "Of course, that's awesome." Yeah, crowdsourcing like, it. Yeah. Okay, here's some things that are on my mind. What do you think? That, yeah. What do you think? What should be on here? What should be uh, honed? Um, and so, yeah, we actually had a small gathering of sprawlers. I remember at last best uh, nice. around this idea of let's flesh out the sprawl manifesto, and it wasn't like. It was no formal process. It was just around beers, kind of. Well, back to you're building your community. Back to this, and you're starting it, and it starts with 10 people, then it's 15, then it's 20, and it's, how many sprawlers do you have right now? Do you have a number? Yeah, it's just over 800 now. Excellent, of consistent people that are supporting, and these are active supporters from their engaging in your content, but they're also supporting you financially, back to the model. So we never, I don't don't think we closed the, the gap there in terms of this, it's all out there. What is the revenue model? Like, how do I, how do I openly support? How do I become a sprawler? <laughs> yeah. So you sign up as a sprawl member. Uh, and most, most of our sprawl members, it's five or $10 a month. Um, and almost more of a gesture of like, I'm committed and I believe in you than it is a huge financial commitment. Totally. And it's not, again, it's not the requirement. It's not like I'm paying for this so that I can listen to the next sprawl cast. It's like, no, Hey, I heard the next sprawl cast. That was awesome. Uh, and now I want to sign up. 
Um, so interesting. it's kind of that away from towards model. Like when you put up that paywall and you give someone like six, six lines and make them pay, it's kind of an away from strategy. You're pushing me away from your content mm. where your model is much more, I'm moving towards like my money is moving towards supporting this go forward. I've already got access, but I, people will, will actively support. And that, that gesture of physically a transaction I'm bought in now, like mm. I'm part of your community and I'm going to go tell people there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of good psychology around that. Absolutely. And then people feel that they're, part of it. I think that's where, you know, if the Calgary Herald tried to do something like this, they would s- struggle for many reasons, but one of them being, you wouldn't feel necessarily a part of it. Uh, yep. You would always know it was a big, a little bit name, a fa- not nameless, but faceless institution. Yeah. Whereas with a small startup like the Sprawl or Livewire Calgary, people are like, hey, I'm supporting this uh, local startup and they're doing it they're cobbling it together they're making it work in an industry where very little is working right now so they they have a sense of being part of the solution in other words Uh, do you have any traditional like i know yourself but obviously it's there's more than you do you have contributors do you have writers do you have people that come to the table totally and are these younger people getting into it or is it a mixed bag of older people uh, older uh, people that were involved in the traditional model that are now going hey i like what you're doing i want to take part like is it a real mixed community that's come together around this thing yeah it's a mix and in terms of uh the journalists uh it's a mix too so it's mostly freelance journalists okay uh who contribute and that ranges everybody from journalism students uh, to to yeah more experienced uh, journalists. That's what I would because that's one of these things that unites me around a shared set of beliefs, not like older, younger men, women. It's like no, we believe in this thing, and we can come from all walks of life. Is how mm. I'm picturing it. And I, yeah, if that's, people, if that's the case, one of the questions I often get, and uh, which can be hard to answer, people say like, "What is your demographic?" When when you're talking about any kind of uh, okay, scratch that question off my list. <laughs> No, I was you, you can ask it because yeah. I, I have a good answer now. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay, sweet. <laughs> I say, like, our demographic is civically engaged Calgarians. So rather yeah. than looking at it as good you answer. Know, age or yeah. uh, gender or whatever, uh, it is those people who, who do care about what's going on in their community. Now, the challenge, I would say, would be how do you then the next level is how do you engage people who aren't necessarily engaged with what's going on? Well, it's always back to those concentric circles. You've got that first circle that's really bought in, but there's maybe a second circle or a third circle that's curious. Yep. And how do you get on, how do you get on there? So how do you build, uh, how have you built your, your, you've had 800, how do you build your following? Is it, are mm-hmm. you out there promoting? Is it like, I'm assuming there's a lot of shares and words of mouth, like two years you've got it. It's, it's quote unquote, it's working. Mm-hmm. How did you build your audience? Cause that's, that can be very daunting for a lot of people. Whether it's yeah. a business or a business that is actually built around the audience consuming the content. Yeah. Part of it was kind of parlaying my own, I guess, credibility as a local journalist into this thing. So so when I started, a lot of people were familiar with my work, which helped a great deal, as oh, okay. opposed Excellent. to kind of coming okay. out of nowhere and being like, here's what I want to do. Who the heck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. A little um, credibility is important, especially in when you're delivering... Like there, there's got to be trust. Mm-hmm. You've got to trust that what you're telling me there's that's it's sure it's your perspective, but there's a degree of credibility there. I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's all about trust in so many ways. Yes. Again, that's I would say that's why that's key to why people contribute. Um, and it's funny because the first edition, so covering the 2017 municipal election, I was actually not going to bother. Um, doing any kind of crowdfunding, anything. My initial idea was I'll just do this for a month or however long, kind of proof of concept, and then ask people to sign up. 
and I had a friend uh, who's uh, he's a founder of a startup, and he basically told me he's like, "You're an idiot." He told me this like two days before I launched. That's why we have friends like that in our life. Absolutely, totally. And he's like, "What are you doing, man?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Get a Patreon page up now." Number one, there's no harm in it. Number two, people are going to pitch in if you do this. Give them away. Don't just like go out and be like, oh, I'm just doing this for free. Um, so I kind of slap it's good, it's together. Good, it's good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, why we have friends like that in our lives. To slap you absolutely us need absolutely. somebody who like will tell you that. Yeah. Not, not the friends that just say, yeah, you're doing great. It's like, what are you doing, man? That, those are the friends you want to have around. Totally. The ones and, that sharpen you up. Yeah. And it's interesting to look back because I remember being on the fence about, okay, Kickstarter or Patreon. Mm-hmm. So Kickstarter being you raise a certain sum. Yes. Uh, and if you hit it, then you do your project. Or Patreon being you, it's monthly contribution. It's, a mem- it's more of a membership model, correct? Exactly. Because right before we met, I'd just been introduced to Patreon because a couple of people had suggested it to me for the podcast. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm there yet. Then I chatted with you. I'm like, oh, there's a guy who's actually doing it and, and essentially built the financial backbone of your business around that. Yeah. I find a lot of people haven't heard about it. Yeah, Kickstarter yeah. gets a lot more media and a lot more like kind of wow. The, that that because I think it is the big flash. It is where this is a little bit more of a steady a steady state. Yeah, yeah. And I should mention a reoccurring too, model. Mm. I should mention the sprawl has moved off of Patreon. So that oh, was okay. the initial. It's, it's it's the same model. It's just on a on a platform that uh, has Canadian currency. So uh, oh, interesting. Patreon okay. is all U.S. dollars, and people some people would be thrown by that. They're like, "You're local. You're Canadian. Your message is hyper local." Yeah. What's with this U.S. this pay, pay thing I need to do? What's the What's the Canadian equivalent? Uh, it's called Neon CRM. Okay, interesting. Uh, so. I think that is there. If you're making a statement about being local, that does that's a bit of a fly in the story. You're yeah. Like, oh wait, wait a second. What's going on here? Yeah, and it, okay. you kind of want to be consistent. People have been asking for it, yeah. but but the concept is totally the it's, same. It's, it's and the so, same, but nah, I think there's somebody listening taking notes right now about that platform. So I always want people to walk away going, "Yeah, cool, cool idea." But here's some actionable things that maybe I could do for my own business, whether, no matter what that is. Yeah, here's here's what you can do. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm very glad that I didn't do the Kickstarter model, which would have been okay. So let's say the sprawl raised a hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. But then, but then what? So you have that. You would end up back at the membership model anyways. Yeah, because how are you going to keep it going? Whereas the way it grew was very, not very slowly, I would say, but like you could, I could kind of do more in accordance with how many members had signed up, what was coming in. So it kind of grew steadily. Um, And, and so, yeah, that, that monthly, uh, that monthly thing is just, key as opposed to just let's raise a big chunk of well cash. these tent poles like oh we got a bunch of money we burn through it's almost like the the series a series you, you burn through it versus you start well what are we all after it's recurring revenue yeah some type of sustainable model that i can plan against that like hey if everything continues next month i'll have this revenue so therefore i'm going to expand i'm assuming you're constantly building because two years you're still you've got proof of concept but i'm assuming you've in your mind you've probably got all these iterations of things you want to get to totally and that's that's one of the challenges with something like this is doing you know, I'm I'm doing my own journalism still. I'm editing freelancers, um, but the landscape is changing so much that it's like, okay, now. When I was at Fast Forward, it was like, I and I was a staff writer. I'd look at where are the gaps, what's not being covered. Okay, I'll write about that. But now, here's the situation. Now everything is a gap. 
<laughs> like it. when that's my, yeah. So the discipline around what you do and what you don't focus on is got to be challenging. It is. Yeah. So do you have like a Monday morning meeting with your like with yourself, the editorial meeting, yeah. <laughs> where you map it out? Like, what's your process for 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 narrowing that down? Like, because you're right, there's probably everywhere you turn, there's a story to be to be investigated. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I've found like an excellent process or like there's. I appreciate the some, honesty. Yeah. Some of it's in my own journalistic intuition yep. and decision making. There's a little bit of the magic sauce, which I appreciate. Yeah. But again, a big question for me is how do you bring your community into that? So uh, about a month ago, uh, we had another gathering for sprawlers at the Palomino, always over uh, beers, it seems. But the concept That's was... That's a good theme. I like that theme. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> and, and the idea was, okay, you know, it's been two years. Uh, what should the sprawl look at in 2020? Um, so we had conversations about that. People kind of uh, wrote down their ideas. And, and at the end of that, somebody had a good way of kind of summarizing that whole experience. They're like, oh, you've got some good clues about what to pursue next. I like the concept of clues. They're not answers, they're clues. Yeah. And so, so yeah, all that to say it's a mix of trying to read the room, like what's on people's minds, what what should I dig into now? Yeah. Um, so you want to say just ahead of that, like wh- where where are we moving and how we absorb and digest information? Mm-hmm. And how do you always just stay one step ahead of that or ish? Yeah. That, that's, that's a challenge. It's easy or, to say sitting here armchair, or the case, tough to do. Or it can be uh, a funny thing about it is it can be you're several steps behind on purpose. There's actually... Uh, oh, interesting. There's a magazine in the uk called delayed gratification okay and so they call them they do seems like that would be popular in our society today (laughs) i know but it sets them apart because they they do what they call slow journalism i call the sprawl slow journalism is better than better yeah (laughs) i like that and and i'm trying to remember their tagline it's something like we are the we're the last ones to a story like that that's like they own it they're like we're gonna be the last ones to this story but when we go to that story we're going to tell you what everybody missed so that, yeah, sure. That was all, I'd all over see the, the gap and then go all in on it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Would you say, is that, is that a similar, you're saying that with a lot of like, I can see that's a spark. You like that. Oh one. yeah, totally. Cause if you're going to go deep and you're going to go and you're going to take a longer timeline, of course it's not going to be the cutting edge, but it's going to be the depth and how did we get here? And like what happened in the last six or eight months, not in the last six or eight minutes. Exactly. And part of it is I, ca- I can't compete with, CBC, the Calgary Herald. So don't even try. Don't even try. They're doing it. They're doing that what's market, happening today. That market today. Is, is, is being taken care of. Yeah. So an example, right now I'm looking at uh, the arena deal, uh, which was a contentious issue that happened in the summer. And when it was happening, everybody's on. Every news organization. And it feels now like it's gone away. Yeah. Because like, you don't see it. Every, that's funny you mentioned that because, of course, I was on the sprawl this morning and looking about like, what we're doing with the arena versus the green line. I'm like, yep. yeah, the arena. Did that, how did, what even happened there? What was the resolution? Totally. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And so to come back to that four months later, then I can get into exactly what you're saying. Oh, here's why this decision was made. Um, and it, it can kind of – you can do something later – that you couldn't do in the moment. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah. And if I would have just cranked it out in the moment, uh, there's so much noise, there's so much competition that whatever I put out would likely kind of get lost in the churn. Whereas now, uh, when it comes out, it'll be like, oh, okay. So this is, the sprawl's talking about the arena. Um, there's not, you're, you're not, you're not a, in that, uh, 
that noisy environment. Yeah, you're not you're competing differently. Yeah. The same, like for someone who wants to know more of the story, when, you, when it's headline time, you, you're just consuming it, you're bouncing around versus going deeper. Oh, that's right. And that was a struggle actually early on with the sprawl. Like I'd always, and I think this is just the journalist uh, tendency. Like I wanted to be at City Hall all the time. Well, I as felt, a journalist, you're kind of in the mix, right? Totally. Well, you, you feel like now you're just kind of holding back and waiting. <laughs> yeah, and it took me a long time to get uh, to be at peace with that. Like, I'd always feel like, oh, I should be down there. I should be covering this. Oh, don't you love the shoulds? Yeah. Shooting all over yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's powerful. So on the, on this journey, uh, again, you want you could be as transparent with this one if you want. Has there been some dark days? Like, what oh, do yeah. I do? Oh, yeah. I can, oh, yeah. You seem pretty honest. We had our beer. We, we sat in that espresso together. I figured you, you would be honest about it. There had to be some days of like, what am I doing? Um, are you, You're married kids, right? Yeah, yeah wife supportive yeah yeah Jeremy, you're crazy what are you doing we gotta like put a roof over our head like there's got to be some moments where this was very real oh yeah absolutely uh thankfully i'm in a position where my wife is the primary breadwinner so we had some leeway and that's actually just, that's just good strategy that's good absolutely strategy. and and i was a stay-at-home dad actually before starting this oh, so stay-at-home dad how slash many, how many freelancing uh two two kids run how old are they they're eight and ten now. Yeah. Oh, that's so okay. So, full time jobs now, going concerns. Yeah, yeah. eight ten. Yeah, that's that's. There's a lot of there's a lot going on there. From what my friends who also have children. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. But to also start a business during that time, which is a third or fourth children child, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> alongside. And the fork in the road for me was kind of uh, okay. It's time to go back to work. Do I go into communications? Because that's what you can do. You can take your journalism skills. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people coming that. into our industry with journalist backgrounds. Absolutely. And they're often, they're inquisitive. They're great writers. Yep. They always want to peel back the layers. It's, it's, a, it's, a, very, it's a solid skill set in yep. my mind. It transfers well. Um, so but, it was that but, but or try not, But it's not journalism anymore. Totally. Yeah, and yeah. I hear that's close to your heart. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, I've, yeah, and I have dark days where I'm like, oh, I should have just put my head down and <laughs> gone into, you know, done media relations at the city of Calgary, have that, you know, consistent salary. Well, I think and, as entrepreneurs, oh, we always have those days. Yeah. And, but I... But of course, I wouldn't have uh, been happy doing that. Yes, it, I, I'm, I'm glad to be doing what I'm doing now. For well, sure. it's a huge, like doing any kind of a startup is challenging no matter what the space. You went into a space that was changing. And I love it because it's like, you know what? I'm not willing to give this up just because someone's changing the rules. I'm going to go and like kind of re, classic entrepreneur, I'm going to reorganize the board to be suit more my favor. And, mm-hmm. and you don't even know what that is when you're going, when you're going into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it feels to me listening to you talk that this wasn't you woke up one day and had the answer. You started down the path and you started testing and you started talking to people, which I've had entrepreneurs on talking about, you know, things you should do differently. And they're like, I would have went and talked to my customer sooner, mm-hmm. not thinking I had some magic answer, but never asking them. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you got engaged with your community, like right out of the gate. Yeah. And, and before launching uh, the sprawl, like I remember, so the sprawl launched in September, 2017. Uh, and, and, and that summer, I had spent a lot of it meeting well, so with... So you're just two years, like September. Yeah, yeah. so just, just passed. That's congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. Two years passes in a blink of an eye, but at it the does. same time, it's I also know, it's, yes, it's literally yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes fast for sure. But I spent that summer kind of shopping the idea around and meeting with community leaders, like some of my journalism mentors and saying, okay, we know that the landscape is bad for local journalism. What does Calgary need? How might it work? Um, and I, and I, I had a lot of those people who told me very frankly, um, like talk down my idealism, not, not that they were shooting me down, but saying, look, here's the reality. Uh, a friend of mine who Sean Holman, his name is, he ran 
I, I always joke with him that he did independent uh, crowdfunded journalism before it was cool. So he did this in Victoria okay. uh, about a decade ago. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, so you had a glimpse of, of a similar or a like model. Totally. And when I met with him, so I met with him thinking he's going to be like all into this. He'll be like, yeah, go ahead, do this. And I met with him. He's like, don't do this. He said, look, if you're going to do this, number one, well, he said, you got two options. One, you got to find like a very, very specific niche. So you could do like a newsletter, uh, you know, city hall news for, I don't know, the de- developers or something. Like right. there's, there's people who do that, who do like, here's my very specific audience who will pay for this. Back to that niching down concept. I go super, super focused. Totally. And create high value to a very small group of individuals. Exactly. Or he, he said, do something totally new. Uh, you can't just go out there and be like, I'm doing public interest journalism and, hey, please support it. It's not going to work. Right. And so I remember leaving that meeting and being kind of deflated. But again, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm grateful that he told me straight up. Because that forced me to be like, okay, yeah, maybe going out and just being like, I want to do this public interest journalism, that's not a strong pitch. You got to hone it. You got to figure out, okay, what more specifically are you doing? What, what are you doing that's different? What are the values that are driving what you're right. doing? Um, and so, so yeah, I kind of shopped it around, um, and each conversation kind of gave some form to what I was doing. It's so important and like just a life lesson to not surround yourself with people that are just going to tell you all your ideas are good. Mm-hmm. Totally. That so that's so dangerous. And you start getting that circle like, oh yeah, I can't do any wrong. That's when the big fall is coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got to be grateful for those people. Who absolutely. Just tell absolutely. You. When in the moment though, sometimes it's hard. Oh yeah. Cause that kick in the teeth is like, Oh, screw you. What you're right. Yeah. Damn yeah. Son of a, yeah. Cause you're, you're excited about your idea. Completely. You think you're onto something. And then somebody's like, no, that actually is not going to work. And I'm telling you, it's not going to work. Cause I tried to make it work. And then how do you argue with that? And it's like, that really makes you go back and be like, okay, damn it. You're but, right. but you stuck with it though. You kept honing and beating up the idea and, yeah. and it's such a good, again, so many good examples. Your first idea isn't your business or your best idea. It's just maybe the right step down the path and being willing to constantly learn and beat it up. How much has it changed since you've, you know, you've got it rolling. It's, it's been two years. Are, is it like a V2, V3, V4? Uh, where, where are you at in terms of the cycle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a good question. Um, it kind of feels like I'm at one of those turning points. Oh, interesting. Okay. Of, just by nature of how the media landscape. Well, you implied it around like what's 2020, what's the audience looking for, where are things headed. Yeah, there's never it's never been more important to have a perspective of what's going on locally because as Calgary continues through this transition we're in right now. Yeah, and it's it's always been iterative. The sprawl has, but like as daily news, I don't know what what it, it's collapsing basically. So, is there something the sprawl could do there that doesn't compromise the more in-depth stuff? See, that's always the balance, right? If you try and... Because you've built this promise now yeah. with your audience that we're going to go deep and we're going to... It's, 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 it's a different... It's not what you're going to get over here. Yeah. So you don't want to abandon the thing that made it work in the first place. Of course. You don't want entrepreneurial ADD either. <laughs> yeah. and that, Which and, can happen. Yeah, absolutely. You want to do everything. Uh, I think especially in an environment where so much is going wrong, uh, and I, I do feel I'm like, oh, how can I help? How can I help fill this gap and this gap and this gap? 
my wife often tells me, she's like, she told me again this week, she's like, that is not on you. That is not your problem to solve all this mm. whole thing. She's like, you're doing That's what tough. you're doing. That's interesting because it's coming from the right place, but it's still, it's a trap. Yeah. And it's, and it's, a, it's tricky because it's tempting. I'm sure. Yeah, as it is. Well, a little bit chasing the dragon, like, oh, I'm just so close. I'll just do something else. And next thing you know, you're way off course and didn't even realize how you got there, but you, you were having fun the whole time. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those weird things where slowing it down, keeping it focused uh, is working. And, and it's funny too, hearing people talk about it. Like people will say they actually appreciate that the sprawl doesn't crank out a lot of a lot of content. I mean, the the other example to contrast it with with might be like New Yorker magazine. People subscribe to the New Yorker. You get one every week. They pile up. You don't read it. Yes, you feel they, guilty. Uh, and it's like, why am I paying for this? I you subscription know, guilt. I, I get that from Harvard Business Review. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Harvard Business Review, but every article is a commitment. This is a ten pager. Yeah, and they're great, but they pile up. I'm thinking of canceling the, my subscription because I feel guilty. Yeah, I feel like I'm just a waste, and I won't totally. throw them out because they're so beautiful. It's a weird psychology. They, so you get that pile. I of have guilt. stacks of them, and my wife's like, "Are we going to read those?" I'm like, "Absolutely, just leave those there." And then like, then there's another one, and then yeah. like, yes, just gets it's so bigger funny and bigger. you say that, and it's yeah, and you feel ridiculous, but I don't want to not get it because I know it's gold, but I'm, for some reason I'm not taking the time to engage and get the value out of it yeah so then maybe i need to rethink my game plan so i, yeah, I we yeah. all have some 2020 goals yeah for sure yes harvard business review <laughs> stresses me out <laughs> yeah and it's it's not as if the content is bad or that no, the content it's, isn't it's uh, phenomenal content actually it's yeah. great i just can't seem to shoehorn it in with all the other bits and bites of information that i'm consuming yeah and that's that's the landscape right we are overwhelmed with information so people actually said to me like I appreciate that the sprawl will have one article every two weeks, for example. Sometimes, you know, it'll go a bit between articles. They're like, you know what? Because that's a, I can actually keep up. That's not, you're not putting too much of a demand you're not me. putting too much pressure on me. And when you've got something that's got more depth to it, the shelf life of your content would be mm. considerably longer. Like I was going through this morning and I went back. I don't, I didn't even look at the days. I was just looking at, at topics. I'm like, everything was, nothing felt like, oh, that no longer matters. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't know enough. I know it because each one of them, I know I didn't know enough about the topic. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, if this is a longer, deeper, richer experience, even if it was something that I first heard about a month ago, still probably relevant because I doubt it's been solved either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, which is so interesting that we're, the world of content, even I'm going through it a little bit with creating the podcast I've, I've got so much content backed up but most people I run into they're not saying hey can you release more podcasts mm. this week they're like I'm just trying to keep up with the ones you released but yet there's so many interesting people to talk to and so much stuff to put out there where's the balance it's Isn't different that, it's so but I'm, interesting, I'm wrestling right? with this conversation right now absolutely myself. and you put your finger on it like I think as creators we have in our head uh, that people are kind of out there waiting you know and if we didn't put out a podcast when we thought we would. People are sitting there waiting for it. And and anytime, like, that's just not how <laughs> it's people not, are. It's not how it is. No. I'm not doing that for any content, and I consume tons of content. Yeah, I'm exactly. like, oh, yeah, all of a sudden a certain podcast host or something will pop up my mind, and I'll just go jump in and see what guests they've had. And yep. most of it is timeless content. It's great if it's if they recorded six months ago, it's still good. Yeah. You know, and you've got even NPR be like, oh, you know, originally released in 2016, still a great piece of content because yep. it was there was depth to it, and it was conceptual, and there were ideas being talked about not just today in the news you know bah, that's already gone who cares yeah mm-hmm. exactly the, the way people uh for lack of a better term consume media has changed so much yes. right so it's like when so i used to be a columnist for 
Metro, before doing the Sprawl okay. uh, yeah. Metro News. And people used to say to me, I'd run into people and they'd be like, great, great column. And I would ask them, which column? And they would often kind of struggle and be like, uh, you know, <laughs> they weren't quite yeah. sure. Yeah. And I realized that after a certain point, they're not saying uh, this specific thing you did is good. Sometimes they would say that. Yeah. What people are more saying is, we're glad you're out there doing that. Uh, that's interesting. It's a different filter to put on it mm-hmm. of where you're getting your feedback and what it means. Yeah. Hmm, very and so, yeah, I, I always kind of which carry really that supports with even me. your the Patreon model of like, hey, we're glad you're doing it. And we're going to support this mm-hmm. because we know that this is important. Maybe I don't read any of your article, or I do, or I don't, but I'm supportive of the overall concept. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. It's so curious. Are you? Is this? Is this problem bipartisan? Uh, like, do you lean one way? I, I, it'd I would, be hard not because like there's opinions. You have your yeah. you have your view. Do you stay kind of? Do you stay neutral or do you, do you take a stance on things? Sometimes, I'd say generally, neutral is kind of a fraught word. It is. Uh, I, I prefer to look at it in terms of fairness. Ah, uh, as, fairness as, as is an interesting concept unto itself. Yeah. Um, we all have a different meaning, but yet when someone says it to you, you're fair or you're not fair, it has an impact. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of the language in the Sprawl Manifesto. Uh, but the idea is rather than trying to, or pretending to be objective. Now, objective, that's kind of an, another fraught word. <laughs> we're, uh, we're opening up. We're going down yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah, of rabbit holes. Totally. Here. But Semantics. I think the new wave of journalism is a lot more about saying, hey, here's where we're coming from. Interesting. Um, okay. And and then people can kind of make their own. They can interpret that as they wish. Versus certain papers have a left leaning or a right leaning and you you get a certain perspective versus going, "Hey, this is actually where we're coming from." So already put that filter on it and then here's the information. Yeah, yeah. Because we all have our own biases. It's impo- we have all of our own filters. Let's just call it that. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I, my background is as a reporter but also as a columnist, so writing opinions. Yes. So I, the sprawl is weird because it's a mix of all that stuff. So I will weigh in from time to time and be with an opinion. Uh, I like the distinction of being a columnist where having an opinion is actually part of the mandate. Mm, uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's a nice way to filter it. Mm. Yeah, as opposed to a news reporter yes. who just does the more, hey, here's what was said. Here's what you yeah. know, city council decided. Well, back to the so much content, I'm also looking for it to be curated in a way where I also gain different people's perspectives. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Because just for the sheer value of like, I wouldn't have thought of it that way. So I don't know, as as the whole the question around curation comes mm-hmm. up, like this, I'm flooding with content, but if someone curates it for me, but I know that the certain filters that this person might use and purposely reading this the similar topic from a different perspective, I feel that leaves me more quote unquote informed. Mm-hmm. But I need that opinion. If not, I'm still just using my own filter, which arguably is limited sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've struggled with that. Like, to what extent should the sprawl have opinion pieces? There's a lot of shrill opinion out there uh, on social <laughs> shrill media. Shrill opinion, what a good term. Yeah, like you look at, well, I mean, look at Facebook, for example. So it's like when o- you... Only if you make me. <laughs> yeah, that's my. That's basically my perspective, too. <laughs> only if you force me. <laughs> but if you have a piece by somebody who can kind of speak from their own experience and illuminate an issue in a way that you didn't consider. I think that's valuable. Yes, I I would 100% agree. I personally value that highly. So it's kind of a balancing act, I guess. Uh, I think sometimes there are things that need to be said where it's like, okay, 
you call people out, you call politicians out. I'll kind of do that on the podcast. I was going to ask, do you have any, does this ruffle anybody's feathers? Because you're going long form and you're going back and listening to things. Well, six months ago you said this and now you're doing this. Has there been any accountability that you've put out there that has had a backlash? It's funny, the last podcast, I thought there would be a lot of backlash uh, to it, which was about city council approving. Sounds, sounds juicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they, hmm. they approved uh, the BMO Center and the new arena uh, and a couple other projects. When the city's CFO had said, just approve one, because we don't have the money to do all these, so just choose one. They approved all of them. Uh, and now, oh, what a great like! Well, hey guys, what just happened here? <laughs> yeah, and now, and now that the provincial budget has come down, they're trying to play. Uh, Oh man, we're we're victimized by this, which is true. The b- budget does hit cities hard, but yes. they also got themselves into this when they were warned against it. Um, so something like that—that's funny because I I put out that podcast and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be getting into it with somebody. Um, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, Interesting. Didn't, didn't hear. Which so you kind of want a little bit of friction, like yeah, let's let's have a debate. Like that's why we live in the society, luckily that we live in, where you can have a debate and you can't say, "Well, I didn't mean that." Well, okay, here's the mic. Tell me what you did mean. When Absolutely. You, when you said we don't have money for that. Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious because when you hold people accountable, uh, sometimes I think politicians, and this is a bold statement, rely on the fact that people have short memories and mm-hmm. rely on the fact that this is soundbite news and it's gone today. This has a shelf span of 10 minutes and, it, and it's over. So then I'll pivot my story tomorrow. Yep. That's, that is obviously problematic because you get a leader who's always pivoting. That's you're like, where do we stand? What's happening? You're like, you'll just tell me whatever, you know, poor honey, am I here on the, on the, mm-hmm. on the day of? Yep. But having someone who goes back and goes, well, actually, let's draw a little timeline of what you said here, here, and here. I was curious if you know you had any you know knocks on your door and like hey listen enough of that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no and and part of it is uh part of it is just making sure the stuff is solid if you do your work on the front end uh yes and your reporting is airtight um yeah you can still have that discussion and i don't on twitter is a <laughs> kind of a vice for journalists but you can kind of i've i've got into it with city councilors on twitter before okay um, which is which is always fun. A little dialogue, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're kind of glowing. I see you don't shy away from it. Oh, yeah. I get back and forth. And, I, and I'm not going to lie. I actually said this on Twitter. I was disappointed after I put out my last podcast. I was ready to kind of get into it. Like, okay, let's <laughs> okay, do all it. Right, it's coming. All yeah. right. That, yeah, no and doubt. then it's just like quiet. And, then, and somebody chimed in. It's like, it's because the reporting was solid. Like, they can't rebut it. Like, you laid out... The decision they made. Right, that's the difference of actually taking something and when someone comes out with a counter soundbite, you can just dismiss it. Yeah. Where when you look and someone shows up, someone shows up with a folder of research, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. They have done their research. So like, I need to, like, I got to have my wits about me here. Yeah. Interesting. So just curious from this perspective of, obviously you're the heart. You're, you're the heart and soul of this thing. Is the sprawl, is it you or has it grown bigger than that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's grown bigger. Uh, that's kind of an ongoing question or it's been kind of a core question that I've had to ask myself, like, is it just me or is this, is this bigger right now? It's bigger in the sense of, you know, we have a membership director or sorry, a coordinator who kind of takes care of sprawlers, handles all that side of stuff. Uh, Sam Hester is a local comics artist. She does, uh, comics for the sprawl again kind of different format sets it apart um and then chris pecora is our art director and he it was him and me who kind of fleshed out the original idea in the early days so that's kind of the core team and then out from that it's freelancers um which is great and it's working but 
I think I am at that point of like, okay, what's the next step? Yeah, like, no, I mean, I'm hearing that kind of where we keep ending up, ending, ending up there. Yeah. Well, the fact you've got a team around you, you've got freelancers, so you've got other, it's not just your voice now and that other people are able to facilitate that. Like, what, is it scalable? That's always the question. Because sooner or later in business, you got to get there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and in journalism, it, it's funny. There's a guy, uh, Jay Rose, and his name is, he's a, a media professor at New York University and kind of a, a journalism guru, I guess, but he, I've chatted with him about this and he's like, his, his take is basically, it doesn't have to scale and maybe it shouldn't scale. Oh, maybe the reason okay. it works is because it doesn't scale. Ah, okay. Fair um, enough. And so it's the business guy in me just going, you know, oh, how, yeah. how do we 10x this thing? You know, like totally the question I, I, that's out there always. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I, and I think that's a fair question. I think that's especially a fair question now when, uh, newsrooms are being cut and there's just less journalism. Yes. So absolutely that, and that's a question so, so I'm the, looking at. So the need is even greater the than greater. it was two years ago. So the question, I guess the tension for me is what does it look like? So how do you scale w- without kind of compromising uh, what's making it working? Yeah. So maybe, yeah. so maybe so, as an example, maybe scaling involves a sprawl Edmonton. Right. Maybe I, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't look like a sprawl Toronto, a sprawl Vancouver, all this stuff, right. but maybe it's, it's, it's very targeted and yeah, I don't know, but it's, 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 it's a tension that no, I appreciate I your honesty resolved. that, you know, and it's good to see from the outside because part of they just get it is talking to people about from the outside. It's like, Oh wow. So lucky you've created this thing must be so fun. Good for you. It's Oh wow. You've nailed it. And you're like, yeah, yes. And let's, let's peel back the, the curtain here and mm-hmm. go, this is, it's challenging. It's constantly reinventing itself. You know, you go from one day thinking you're killing it to the next day going, what am I doing? Like totally. that's the journey. And I think that's, we, it's easier to glamorize that success when you're looking from the outside without just having an honest conversation. And thank you. Cause you're willing, you're honest about it. Yeah. I think that's what people, again, that's what people want. Yeah. Show and me what's real. Don't show me the overpolished thing. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think that's part of what makes it work. Like I'm, I'm honest with my members about these kind of questions. What should the sprawl cover in 2020? I'm not sure. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm not sure what we should focus on. How about we get together and talk about it? Yeah, that's great. Um, and, and yeah, same thing with this uh, collapse of traditional media. I'm kind of looking at it being like, okay, uh, I put it on Twitter uh, earlier this week. I just threw out there. I said, you know what? I feel like the sprawl should do something more. I don't know what. But I think it's worth exploring. Well, because I'm sure you get people like, yeah, you should. Other people are like, no, no, don't mess it up. We love mm-hmm. it the way it is. Like, you're going to get both sides. Yeah. And it's tough. It's almost it's almost more challenging when you've got a bit of an audience mm. because you don't want to piss them off. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, if you don't grow, that's like, or ch- sorry, I don't want to be careful with grow. Change. Evolve. What's yeah. the right word here? Adapt grow, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, grow for the sake of growth. You want to be careful with that, to your point. But you're right. How do you step forward and bring those people along the journey and let it, you know, like you've done right from the beginning, crowdsource your audience. So they, so they see their fingerprints on the idea. Exactly. Which is yeah. so, so critical. Any advice for an entrepreneur, whether they're journalism or, you know, you've done it. You're doing the thing. It's impressive. I, like, my hat's off for it to you. Any thoughts on somebody who's sitting there in their, in their basement kicking around an idea? I, my advice is get out of your basement. And I'm serious. Because <laughs> I think 100%. That's, that's what we can tend to do is... We have this idea, we want to refine it, we want to hone it, we want to kind of get it perfectly formed in our head before we put it out into the world. And f- I know in my case, it was really when I took it out of my head and started shopping it around to 
the people in my life who, you know, are mentors or community leaders and saying, okay, be honest about this. Well, you were willing to get real feedback and you mm-hmm. ask real questions. Not like, you know, it's, we, we all do, it's the scientific method. If someone could break it, then maybe it wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Versus just looking for things that validate, which is the opposite of the scientific approach. Yeah. And as soon as you're having those conversations, you see new opportunities, all kinds of new things you didn't see before. Back to the perspectives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I would say that's the biggest thing is like, okay, take it and, 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 t- and talk to the people you are going to serve. What is the need? Uh, I think it's just, it's a temptation to decide for yourself. Here's what's needed. Okay. Yeah. You're probably right. You probably have a good sense of, you know, what you want to do. But when you talk to that person, they're going to tell you something you didn't think of. And that's going to kind of refine Well, and being, being open-minded to that and sometimes when, and, and hearing between the lines, because not always is the customer or the end user able to articulate their need, that unarticulated need. But if you've already got something going on, you take all that feedback and then go back and suss that out. Mm. It, it can be a challenging exercise because it makes it feel like, oh, my idea wasn't good. It's like, no, no, I had a foundation of something. Let's just keep building on it and getting other people to throw some bricks into the mix. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, no, it's, it's, it's messy, it's, but it's, it's good. such simple advice, but it's, 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 it's an easy thing to say. It's hard to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but get worthwhile. Get Very out of your own way. Yeah. <laughs> um, if someone wants to reach out, obviously they can check out the sprawl online. Is, do most people just consume it through the website? Like, what are the, what's, how, yeah. what's the typical user? How does someone consume your content typically? And, and that's the other way everything has changed. Uh, yeah, it's, we're not in a world where pe- even I, I don't go to CBC Calgary's website, right? So, like, people come across it on social media or they subscribe to the podcast. Yep. That'll be a big part uh, of how people find it. But, yeah, the website is kind of the hub and then on social media. The Sprawl tends to be most active on Twitter. Okay. Uh, and then Well, that's become a, Twitter's become a real news platform. Exactly. No question. Yeah. Which is Twitter sometimes is I have a love-hate with Twitter. Like, so do, as so I, do, do I. As I do with most social media <laughs> platforms, actually. Absolutely. Um, do you put stuff up on LinkedIn? Do you focus into the business community that way or no? We haven't done LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I, I find it interesting. I've noticed uh, that a lot of businesses now, where it used to be you were supposed to be on every platform, a lot of these startups will be like, no, we're going to be on Instagram and Facebook. We're not even going to do Twitter or we're going to do Twitter and whatever. Which I'm a huge supporter of. Understand your audience, understand the type of content you want to create, what their value and do a couple platforms really well. Exactly. The biggest problem with social media is because you can. Yeah. Doesn't mean you should. Exactly. (laughs) And most companies, unfortunately, I'll be blunt, they fall on their face and then all of a sudden, oh, wow, great. That's super current thing you posted from 2016. So you don't care. It sends such a bad message. Yeah. But so simple. Like it's not the intent to send that bad message, but yeah. unfortunately it does. Yeah. Which is a reminder for me <laughs> to update our Instagram. I never update our Instagram. That's like probably the platform that's on the lowest tier. I know uh, as, as, as a social media consumer, Instagram is probably my go-to for that mm, day-to-day stuff. Yeah. You know, where the, as far as the podcast, we've had a really, really strong engagement with the business community through uh, LinkedIn. Mm, probably yeah. one of our strongest platforms. And then people also following it directly. But it's interesting to observe. You kind of build the path and then watch where people walk. Yeah. And yeah, again, back to don't think that just because that's the platform you chose, it's going to be right. Find out where your audience is hanging out. Go yeah. there. Engage with them. Find out what they like. Yeah. But yeah, con- it's a constant little feedback loop that happens. You know, it's not like the old days where you threw 
threw up a billboard on McLeod Trail and then you waited for two weeks to see if anything happened. Like you throw it up in the morning, you know by lunchtime what's going on. Absolutely. If you've got any kind of following at all. It's I do love the real time. It's exhausting. Yeah. Because you can really chase it or it can chase you. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um and are you open for if anybody wants to reach out and chat with you, yeah, chat yeah. with you directly? For sure. What's the best way to get hold of you? Uh by email. So my email's Jeremy at sprawlcalgary.com. Okay. Well, we'll throw it up on the on, on the link on the post. But Jeremy, thanks so much for coming in today. I appreciate your honesty. Um, and kudos for you for finding a better way to do something that was important to you. So. Yeah, well, thanks, Tyler. Enjoyed my, the conversation. My pleasure. Thank you. Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. I want to let you in on a little secret. I absolutely love doing these podcasts. The learning, the people, the curiosity, the insights, the, the wow factor of meeting people that I thought I knew and learning their deeper stories really proves the value of what happens when you take the time to be curious and actually care enough to ask. With that, I'm looking for your feedback. I'm looking for your input. I'm looking for what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, where you'd like to see it headed in terms of guests, in terms of questions, a little bit deeper please feel free to share. We'd love to get your feedback. Visit us on iTunes, on Spotify. Give us your review. Give us your five stars if you feel so inclined, but more importantly, give us your feedback. Give us your input on what you want to hear on future shows, and we will absolutely incorporate it. Thank you again for listening, and have an awesome day.